where to begin? I guess, um, first off, congratulations to Adam on his performance last week. He, uh, he just gave it to me, man. I don't even know. I'm just depressed. He just gave it to me. Denver lost. Like... It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, dog. Kickoff. Why do I feel like this? Well, we are back for another week of my predictions. And um, just to make things, you know, even better from last week, um, I went two and four. So it was, my predictions was a great first week for me all around. Um, can't even win in that. You know what I mean? So, fuck. Anyway, I'm going to hop into the games this week. Uh, so, yeah. I'm depressed. I don't listen. Can't fucking blame me, I'll be honest. Fuck. So, first game we got me versus Rich. Um. Rich, man, like a round of applause. Team did a lot better than I had anticipated. Not even trying to do a backhanded compliment. I truly mean that. Like, it was I was, it was good to see. Um, especially from Clyde. That was definitely what you want to see. And I think that Trey Lance, for, you know, even the situation that he was in last week to get you 30 points in that kind of shit rain scenario... It's pretty good, like, outlook. I think that if you try to look at that, you know, on the bright side of things, he could definitely do more damage on a dry field <laughs> as anyone. But overall, I think that it's going to actually be pretty actual close matchup. Um, they're still going to do Traylon Burks a little dirty on his projection for a while. Like, that could easily be a 16-pointer. Uh Chris Olave, obviously, his debut wasn't, you know, completely something to write home about, but it it was still good. Like, it wasn't bad by any means. Rashad Bateman caught a huge pass, uh, which kind of saved his game. Nonetheless, it was a great run. I mean, great route, great throw. Uh, He was just fucking blew by the boys. So, um, good to see if you're you're in that situation. But Michael Pittman had the overtime game, which helped him out. But at the same time, like... <clears throat> My fucking voice again, dog. You see what I mean? Um, at the same time, it was uh, like a good game from him, regardless. So I mean, great ninth round or whatever the fuck he was, keeper. Uh, overall, yeah. I mean, the Piscats are in a world of trouble here. Um, it looks like we're gonna have to start two Texans running backs at flex, and to me, that is just like the literal like last thing I want right now. <clears throat> And the problem is now, I'm going to have to start one of them regardless, and I don't know who that would be now. And it's I really think it would be Rex, and that I'm just going to have to bank on an injury to one of these two guys so that there's a clear-cut one who gets pretty much all the touches, because it's not a good situation for us right now. Uh, I know it's one game, not trying to completely overreact, but in my opinion, 
Um, Texans were up 20-3. to I was very much so expecting Damian Pierce to be able to kind of, you know, get some work. And Rex just completely outtouched him. So it wasn't a good sight. Uh, Rex looked better in a little bit of pass protection. Even though Damian didn't look bad in there in, in preseason and whatnot. But it, obviously it's a whole different game in the regular season. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Not good for the Cats. Man, not fucking good. I'll put it that way. Um... I mean, I could ultimately avoid them eventually if I want to just play Gallup and Godwin, but or or, or Lockett, I guess. But I, I, fuck, after Lockett's game last night too, I don't know. I don't really know. Geno's getting all this praise, but like fantasy wise, fuck. I don't know, brother. <clears throat> anyway, I'm gonna give this one to Rich. You know what? I think he's gonna start the season off strong too. And no, I mean, I a little hard on him to begin the year, but. I don't know, fuck this team I've got over here right now is not making me happy, so whatever. Next, we're going to move on to Brody versus Neller. And, um, man, Neller came out swinging. Um, Brody obviously had to make a couple changes to his lineup and made a trade. And overall, I think it was actually a pretty good deal for him. He got, you know, multiple starting running backs like for him and a receiver that you know could definitely easily replace not easily but you know it's a wide receiver too Diggs is obviously like a pretty high one but Deontay was still very good last year it just remains to be seen how this QB situation in Pittsburgh and the offense as a whole kind of plays so I think that it'll be a good replacement um I can't obviously see the lineup really in front of me on trying to picture it in my head um overall i think bg had like like compared to the rest of the league um by his standards wasn't a good week compared to the rest of the league's performance though it was a good week and it'll definitely be uh, a task this week for like some of these guys like derrick henry at buffalo could be a tough matchup um I wouldn't really worry about Jamar Chase. I kind of think he's matchup proof, but it was definitely a little. It wasn't concerning, but you just really want to see a little more from Derrick Henry, like with twenty-one touches. But it's week one, and like he got the points that you needed for the fucking win. So I mean, or sorry, actually, Brody lost. Never mind. I didn't mean that. I didn't. You would have beat. So basically the rest of the league, all right? So whatever. There, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But overall, I think it seems actually going to be good on paper. But um, I think while Neller can, I mean, <clears throat> if Judy kind of becomes the, a, like a very deep ball threat. And, I mean, it's obviously one game, but you know what? I think Judy and Sutton pretty pretty close. And uh, I mean, like overall, I just saw the dumbest notification pop up my screen. Melvin Gordon wants to face the Seahawks in a rematch this year in the Super Bowl. Like, buddy, what are you fucking saying? We aren't making the playoffs after last night, dude. What do you mean the fucking Super Bowl? Let alone, I'm not in Seattle just to cut us off. But you know, it's sure damn well they ain't making the fucking playoffs either. I don't even care Super Bowl either. What the fuck are you saying, man? It's your fault. We lost. Dumbass. Fucking idiot, man. 
I'm angry, sorry. We're gonna go back to this. Um, <clears throat> uh, like, very impressed with Drake London in his debut, um, Hollywood, despite, you know, not being able to really get, like, a very large gain. Um, I'm not too worried about it. I think that overall, like, he should be okay. I mean, I'm not... Not gonna be that fucking upset about week one with Hollywood. I think that he definitely can improve on it going forward, but obviously his 27-point projection, they were pushing it with him a bit. Like, they were trying to give Neller some false fucking hope almost. But Hollywood should be able to get that. It's just the fact that, like, off-rip, you know, he was getting a similar projection to Jamar Chase. Like, that's just not right. You know what I mean? Like, 23, okay, I can accept that. You throw him in a range with other guys now. But whatever. That's nitpicking. Um, you know what? Neller went out there, proved a lot of people wrong week one. So, you know what? Fuck it. Ride the fucking show me your TDs train. And uh, with BG having a little bit of roster shuffling and some injuries to deal with and et cetera, uh, it's a little tough to because I, I can't see the full roster in front of me. But just out of fucking love for Neller and the big win last week on top of everything, I think that I'm going to give it to Neller. It'll be close, though. Put it that way. And I wouldn't be surprised if BG just wins. But... I'm trying to give you some fucking thing to be happy about now so you don't come ripping me again. Fuck. Next, I'm going to move on to Knack versus Truns. And not a week one to remember if you're Knack. Very similar to me. You know, just kind of not. I mean, sure, like, you know, I'd say avoided injuries and stuff. But it's just the fact that my fucking team is shit. And his team played shit. So, it's pretty much going to be tough because, like, you can't have that from Cam Akers, man. That, I mean, I know the cost of where you got him in the draft. It's not, it shouldn't be that big of a hit. But it is considering you kind of revolve your draft around that, right? That you got that running back who you're trusting at that late round pick. And then, like, Javante played good. Like, he had 11 catches, I'm pretty sure. So, like, that's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, like, I'm not worried about it, despite the fact he got less carries. Like, Javante is still, to me, an RB2. Him being in a committee isn't going to change that. It's, you know what I mean? He was always going to be, whether you consider it a low end, a mid end, or whatever, it's an RB2. Um, Mostert, obviously, as your RB3, is is not something you want to (laughs) have. Um, I would still play Acres. I don't give a fuck. I'm being honest, but that's just that's just me. I mean, I know fucking last week was rough for Cam Acres, but it, it it was the Buffalo Bills. They're a really fucking good football team. They're definitely fucking really strong up front, and as a whole, that that Rams offense just kind of looked a little fucking off. Obviously, Cooper Cup it looked good with Stafford and stuff, but something was missing that they just didn't look the same as they did last year, and. uh I don't know. I wouldn't count on it to stay that way. I don't know. That's a tough one, but I wouldn't be so soon, <clears throat> so close to just completely disregard Eckler. I mean, fuck Eckler. Acres. Acres, Eckler, whatever. That all sounds a fucking same at this rate. But I'll tell you what. Truns has a good fucking team. Um, how did MPS do last week? I didn't even see. 14? Okay. I mean, fuck. Not bad for 10 mil a year. 
Uh, if I was trans, I'd play DJ Shark there. But, obviously, dealer's choice. Oh, did Amari really do that bad? Oh, fuck, eh? Yikes. Zay. Zay was better. Well, he is better. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Trunz, though. Um, I think Max got a little bit of tweaking to do with the lineup eventually, but we'll see how soon he thinks that it needs to be done. We'll see about that. Next, we are moving on to Bruce Town versus Moose. And uh, this one, I honestly am really impressed with how Ben's team fucking played last week. And I think that some decisions maybe became a little clearer for him. The flexes were a bit of a question, but I mean, Jarvis Landry looked fucking phenomenal. Um, like, really good. And Robbie Anderson played really good. <laughs> Obviously, he had a big touchdown catch, but he was still kind of almost more relevant than DJ Moore out there. It's week one, obviously, let's not overreact, but just how it went. And, yeah, Curtis Samuel also looked really fucking good as well. And it's just the fact that he's got Keenan Allen, who I think it'd be good for him to rest this week and not rush back into this. Um, and he still has this depth to come in and take over. is pretty good. Um, Moose, on the other hand, I mean, it was definitely, you know, a bit of a letdown for him. I mean, he won the game, but he would have definitely wanted to put up a little bit more points in week one. But, hey, a win's a win. Um, I just ultimately think that, as of right now, it's a little too difficult to kind of look at Moose's team and say that I'm just going to take them over the teams Ben's got out there right now. I just Obviously, Tyler Boyd could be a good play, and same with McKissick again, but, like, McKissick kind of wasn't even the pass catching back this week it was just all gibson which is pretty concerning if you're a mckissick owner which isn't what we were coming to expect but could it be them running gibby into the ground before b rob comes back i don't know but that was the first thing that came into my mind but i don't i i just don't know and ultimately i think if i moves i wouldn't be opposed to like playing a Devin DuVernay over JD McKissick. I don't know, just something I would look into. But um, yeah, Ben's team's looking good right now. Saquon is back. Fucking so happy for that man. RB1. Fuck yeah. Like, look at that. That's just fucking insane to see. <laughs> He's fucking RB1 in fantasy. Oh, that fucking makes my heart happy. Uh, Mahomes looks phenomenal. Fucking Kelsey, obviously. For the game Mahomes had, you kind of had to figure Kelsey was going to be ending up this week as tight end one. Ben's team's looking strong, man. Singletary, let's not forget, looked fucking sharp on Thursday. He looked very much so better than the other two guys there. And, I mean, I think it just comes to a point, how long can you keep your best guy off the field? We'll obviously have to see more from the other two going forward. But I think Singletary is obviously the guy I would want right now in Buffalo. And... Even, like, fuck, man, it wasn't, like, technically a bad game for Zeke. He had 5.2 yards per carry. Um, <clears throat> it was just kind of the way the game went as a whole. Dallas's passing offense couldn't really get anything going. Um, sort of just kind of have to hope that nobody's figuring out Kellen Moore yet, but we'll see. And um, other than that, I think that you kind of have to just 
see straight up right now, I'm going to have to lean Ben and definitely give it to him and run up the Irish and see if uh, he can keep it going. 2-0, and I mean, that's pretty good. Can't be that mad about it. Based on my predictions, though. My fucking predictions are pretty shaky at the start. Like, fuck. Next, we got Legro versus Clark. And, I mean, the new team name, man. I gotta go to work. <laughs> I love how into it he is because he changes the abbreviations, everything. Makes it match every time. You have to love the dedication. Um, bit of a shaky week. Uh, we gotta see um, Najee Harris's uh, participation this week, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's definitely concerning, but something to keep an eye out on. Um, I I don't even know, man. It comes to a point where you, if Devontae Parker is going to perform like that, I'm going to play Khalil Herbert over him, like, every day of the week. You know what I mean? I would just ignore the projection, and I'm just going for that, just because I think Khalil Herbert is just going to get touches now and I think he's going to do stuff with them I think there's a good chance he can get more points than Devontae Parker on a regular basis like I would not be surprised if Devontae Parker's not going to have a good rapport with Mac Jones it's not you know what I mean you're not going to keep just fucking can't see them just, just go with what works you know what I mean we'll have to keep an eye on that but I don't know Khalil Herbert looked fucking damn good and there was a lot of talks steadily about Khalil Herbert possibly being a better fit in this new Chicago offense. I'm not going to write DeMont off yet. I still am very much a fan of DeMont. Like, it's just the offense as a whole that I don't like. Um, but definitely something to keep an eye out on. Uh, so, just, we'll see going forward. But it is good that he got the touches right. That's always something you got to see. He got the most catches. He, You know what I mean? He got the most touches. It was a rain game. We knew that was going to happen. You just would have liked to see him do a little more with them. Uh, obviously, against San Francisco's D, when you're on Chicago's offense, it's going to be a little difficult. And especially when it's a rain game and the run is probably going to be the focal point of the defense to stop. But um, and especially when their defensive front is just a lot better than Chicago's line. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that add up to it. But uh, overall, um, I think you can expect him to bounce back. But it's just kind of a little... I'm a more Khalil Herbert fan right now after that week one. But we'll see. I think that this week, though, um, Clark's team, I'm still very much a fan of it. Uh, I am a little gun-shy on the Henderson projection right now. I think they're very much loving that. Um, could happen, though. You never know, right? But they're definitely being pretty generous, generous, generous with it. And... Um, will have to remain to be seen but i think that henderson is fantasy like he's a starter no matter what he is but at the very least flex very least that's probably not even like he's probably he could, maybe could get away with him as an rb3 if he's gonna be getting majority of the work for the rams and uh yeah i mean i would say that he did pretty good because dobbins isn't even back yet so it's still like a rough week one but still on the come up for clark wouldn't be worried about it that much um legro's team there are obviously some question marks but he's got to kind of have to just pretty much battle through them uh gonna give it to uh clark this week though definitely gonna do it damn a lot of people aren't liking this elf on the on the brown <laughs> shit <laughs> no 
dude. Come on, Elfie. What's the fuck's his name? Brownie the Elfie? I don't even know, yo. I don't even know. Brownie the Elf, dog. That's tough. He didn't deserve the slander. <laughs> Next, we're going to go with Furley and Adam. Um, Furley obviously just made the big trade. Um... Don't get me wrong, I like the trade for both teams. I'm a fucking very big fan of Stefan Diggs. I would, it's very hard not to. Um, and I think that both teams, you know, could have definitely helped each other out, right? Um, <clears throat> I definitely am more so... Oh. Okay, TJ Watt. There you go. He's back. There you go, boys. Uh, this isn't against Furley. It's just I am very scared of Sandy. And, yeah, my arteries still hurt. So I'm picking Sandy. Done deal. I'm not going against that man no more. Fuck that. Literally, though, he fucked that arse up. It is, man, I always forget the fucking order I do this show. Do I do power rankings last and then, well, or is it well shit last? I think it's well shit last, isn't it? Oh, fuck. Um, well, fuck it. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to go with, uh, I'm going to switch it up. going to do well shit in the middle this year. If that's not how it was, that's how it is now. All right. There you go. Um, I'm going to also switch up a little different this year on well shit, um, which we obviously all know the segment. But just to remind you, I pick three players that are going to do well and three players that are going to do shit. It's pretty straightforward. At least I think. And I usually get it wrong, so... Um... This year, we're going to do for each well and each shit, I mean, for whatever, there's going to be one quarterback, one running back, and one receiver. That's what I'm going to do for it. So there's one of each. And, uh, yeah, we'll start with the wells. Last week, I picked Hollywood, Sammy Watkins, and Melvin. As you can see how that went for me, Melvin. Oh, baby, did that ever work? Fuck yeah. Sammy Watt probably had seven yards, and Hollywood was a bit of a letdown, so that's good. For shit, I had Madison, and I was playing him, and he got more points than my fourth-round pick, so that worked out well for me. Justin Fields, um, I wouldn't say he did shit. He actually did pretty fucking good, but yeah, karma's a bitch on that one. And J-Rob looked good, but knowing me, next week Achilles is gone again. So we're going to move on to this week. The well, first well, I have is A-Rob. Um... Now, don't get me twisted. The way they used A-Rob last week was a little, eh, I hope it's not completely like that. But I do think there was a lot of zone coverage and was kind of just blanketing A-Rob and taking him, taking him away. Uh, they were just really playing conservative. I don't think it's going to be like that every game. I, I really don't. Uh, and I just don't think A-Rob's going to get 3.5 points again. I, I would expect him to bounce back. Sean McVay's even said he wants to get him a little more involved, so... Something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's possible to have a Bears season like he did last year with the Rams this year. Like, I just don't think he can do it. That would be very difficult to do. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. Speaking of the Bears, rather well, this week would be David Montgomery. Um, I Obviously, as I said, talking about how it's definitely going to be a little nerve-wracking with Khalil Herbert. 
and I personally think they're both startable. I just think that in terms of performance that David Montgomery is going to bounce back. Just because he had a rough week last week, I don't think just completely makes him irrelevant. I mean, 17 carries, 26 yards. It's pretty pitiful. But, like, he's still going to be fine. You know what I mean? He he was getting freaking passes thrown his way. It's not the worst case scenario. It's just not what you wanted to see. I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, I mean, Green Bay didn't look the best. Um, Dalvin actually had a pretty good game. So, I mean, it, obviously, it's a little bit of a different scheme there, too. But I think that you can just overall, I mean, I don't know. I think that David Montgomery will have a better game. I'm going to say he hits 30 points, okay? That's what I'm saying. My other well is Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is going to pick apart the Chiefs, okay? I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there. I got a Herbert fucking them up the arsehole big time. Big time. Like the fucking dogs just did to the cats last week, yo. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. My shit. Um, I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney. <laughs> I don't like Darnell Mooney. probably going to be shadowed by Jair Alexander this week. And there's just something about that that I don't really like to hear. Just considering how week one went already. So, I mean, yes, it was raining. Okay. But listen, just being real. Um, my next shit's Tampa because he looks like he's 45 out there. All right? Fuck. How's that offense doing? Why did we look so shit? Why did Garwin blow his leg out? Okay? What are we doing? What are we fucking doing here? And even though I said he was, I think he could be good. I think it's just, I'm not completely sold on Hendo yet. So I'm going to have Hendo as the running back shit this week. We'll see how that works. My luck. <laughs> Ain't going to work too well, though. Tell you that for free. Don't even got to pay. Fuck. Power rankings. We're back this week. Final segment for this. If I'll probably forget by next week the order I did it in. But listen. At least for this week, power rankings is going to be last. Um, yeah, let's start at number 12. I'm just going to jump right into it. I just, you know, it's week one. I'm not trying to overreact a lot. Don't be panicking if you dropped far or jumped too high. I mean, whatever the hell. Like, it's just, I do take record. Try not to take record into account too early, but also just kind of look at team performance week one and go off that of it. Um, so it kind of take a bit of both. Like, obviously, record is important when it comes to the power rankings in a way. But I'm trying not to make it too big of an over-exaggeration. So we'll see. Uh, starting at number 12, we have Legro. <laughs> it was obviously just a tough... Like, I laugh because I'm like, it's not a big exaggeration. But then the guy drops five spots from last week. But no, it's just... Obviously not what he wanted to see from his team. And he obviously himself wants more. I mean, he's not happy with the performance. I would expect him to either make a trade or switch something in the line something's gotta happen after that but we'll see um i think he can bounce back and like i said you win this week who knows you get those five spots back pretty fucking easy um 11 we got the cats i don't gotta talk about it we got bent dude and our team didn't look like you know super good anyway so um yeah just leave it i don't want to get too i'm pretty depressed i don't want to get too into it dude I'm pretty depressed about it. I think I, I think I've complained enough this fucking weekend in the group chat with this fucking shit. All right, you see how much I've complained. You've complained about how much I'm complaining. So whatever. 
Next, we got uh, Furley staying put. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a fucking, like, good win for Furley. Um, it just was the fact that it just came at, you know, not getting 300 points. And the team above him, Rich, had, like, 385 or whatever it was. So, like, he had a really good week. And, yeah, obviously, Furley didn't do anything wrong to put himself lower. But uh, the team snuck out with the dub, and that's what they needed. But it's just, you know, I don't think it was anything, like, crazy right home about. They just pulled out the fucking dub. But I still think that um, there's work to be done. Obviously, he just got Stefan Diggs, right? So that these power rankings were made a little before, and so that could change things. So we'll see how his team performs this week, and he could probably be into the top six if he gets a big win. Um, obviously, I just gave away number nine. Number nine is Rich. He was pretty much at number 11 last week actually yeah he was number 11 and uh it was a good week like i think this team like it's you start off the year two and oh you're looking good all the time right so i mean definitely would have him in the playoff picture definitely would big for him he's got to you know kind of come out here this weekend and fucking give it to the freaking cats of piss that's what i know i think he can do it too fuck uh it's number eight we have knack and it was not the week one Knack wanted to see from the team. There were a lot of key focal points out there on the team that were disappointing. And I think that overall, he's kind of got to expect a little bit more from the guys. Um, it is Knack. We know he's going to be active working the phones. Um, whether it'll be this earlier, maybe a little later, we don't know. But it's going to happen. He's going to work the fucking phones. And um, I don't know. I I wouldn't even be that worried yet i mean you have a good performance from michael thomas so like that was definitely a good thing to see and there's good takeaways that you can take out javante had 11 catches and despite getting out you know more carries less carries than melvin gordon uh he still got you 30 plus points and that was with a fumble so you know it could have been around 35 i think actually but yeah, I, I don't know. He's still I'm not gonna say it's not a playoff team just because a lot one loss, but I'm definitely like things are shaky there now, and he's got to maybe think about what his next move is. That's for sure. Um, moving down a spot after his fucking win, which is a little odd, was Moose, but it was more so because it was kind of like a little high on Moose's team, like high, like not like super gung ho high about, but like I was expecting a little more. I think he was too. Um, you obviously got the win, but I think that, like, it's kind of just a little difficult when, you know, it was a low 300-point win. Um, a lot of it had to do with his opponent not hitting 300 points. So it's just going to be interesting to see, but I- I'm no disrespect. The team's good. He just obviously has to be a little more, I think, aggressive with the flex play if, Tony and McKissick are just not going to work out. It's just something to keep an eye out on for. But still going to be, a, in my opinion, still a fucking playoff team in this league right now. So, fuck. Number fucking six, we got Clark. Jump. Oh, Clarky. Not jumping, sorry. Oh, <laughs> he moved down four spots. Um, it was a disappointing week for Clark's team. I'm still very high on them. It's just, you know, very tough week one isn't going to move you up in the power rankings. It's. You know what I mean? But uh, Dobbins is still yet to come back. Clarkie has really fucking solid depth. I'm not at all worried about it. Like, in the slightest. So, yeah. 
Um, moving down a spot after his loss was BG. I wouldn't say it's completely something to worry about. I think it's got more so to do with the fact that Ben's team just played really good because BG would have beat a lot of the teams in this week. He's already recovered pretty well from the Elijah Mitchell injury and honestly maybe made his team a little more balanced overall with some flexes and stuff. So I wouldn't be that. I'm not like, you know what I mean? He still ended up with a solid wide receiver you know, a top 10 wide receiver last year to replace Stephon Diggs. He ended up with, you know, Jeff Wilson to replace Elijah Mitchell, plus Michael Carter, who looked really damn good in week one. So I think Brody did definitely, I would say, the best he probably could have done in his return in that deal. And I think that Furley just got, you know, like a, a lock for a high-end wide receiver one who's on an explosive ass offense. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something to see, definitely something to keep an eye on. I think that they both kind of helped each other. But um, obviously Brody lost, so definitely not exactly what he wanted. But team, I wouldn't say, is in a bad position at all right now. I mean, I did a pretty good job already of bouncing back before I could even... I was going to say in the podcast that you know he's going to make some deals to recover and stuff, but it was already done before it started. So at number four, moving up five spots, we got Neller. And I mean, for the time being, man, Judy looked good. Drake London looked good. Hollywood, I mean, it's not like he got, like, three and a half points. So, you know what I mean? Um, DeAndre Swift was unbelievable. Uh, Antonio Gibson looked really good. So, I mean, it's just, like, the guys that Neller needs to come up really big for him. I mean, it's not always going to be the prettiest of performances from his quarterbacks, and I think he knows that. But at the same time, man, like... He got away with a fucking win with both his quarterbacks not hitting 40 points. Like, it wasn't like they went out there and, you know, fucking really put on a crazy-ass show. I mean, sure, James Conner wasn't completely the best, but I think that overall he gets away with Kenyon Drake for a little bit longer. It's flex and he can play that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nelly can keep stringing together some wins. The Show Me Your TDs Revenge Tour is live and it's going strong. It's trying to prove the boys wrong bars next at number three moving down a couple spots we got trink after his week one loss um he dropped 350 points so nothing wrong with that i mean sometimes you're gonna just run into a hot team and that was neller last week but i'm still all in on trends team i love the team top to bottom just can't talk about it enough so fuck what do you want jizzing on it just fucking get your running back to start holding on to the ball damn it same to you max like what are we doing here started to cost us games and shit and then at number two after his big week one with 430 points we're gonna give it to benny uh the team just absolutely showed up mahomes looked unreal saquon is a high-end rb1 uh fucking debo looked fucking like not complete shit because i think it was pretty encouraging that in a rain game he still had eight targets and they were giving him the ball on the ground so i mean and obviously now Elijah Mitchell's hurt. So take a lot more out of that with that. Curtis Samuel look, actually looked good. Jarvis Landry looked unbelievable. Like Ben's team is looking strong again. And even on top of that, man, like what I said about Matt Ryan last week, like his, pro- I know it went to overtime and whatnot, but like his projection was like 28 points or something like that. And I was like, I don't know if like we're doing Matt Ryan justice here. And he went out and dropped 40 points. So, you know, like, I know that overtime and stuff had its had a lot to do with it, but it's still like you know what I mean. It's it's not the worst 
situation in the world out there. So, I mean, same with freaking, like, Hunter Renfro. The guy had six targets. It's not like he was completely erased out of that offense with the new additions, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think that overall, Ben's in a good position because on top of that, it's easy to forget that he has Keenan Allen, um, who actually looked really good before he left with the injury. Uh, Jacoby Myers even looked good last week, and I'd say, like, yeah, six targets. He had 55 yards. Um, George Pickens was obviously the letdown, but, I mean, I think that it comes with the, the fucking offense struggling and the growing pains of being maybe a rookie, but I think he grows into it, and obviously Sammy Watkins did struggle. But it was also very encouraging to see Zach Moss on Thursday actually get a little work for Ben. I don't know. I like Ben's team where he's at right now. I think he's just got to keep the pedal at least. I wouldn't do very much to the team. I think that these, he's got a couple flexes kind of came into their own this week. And um, at number one, yes, I did it. Um, I think I almost just became a believer of the RB, of the zero RB strategy last, this week. I don't know. It could be because it was against me, but, it really was a reminder how you can throw projections out the window when you're playing Sandy's team because what does it matter if Brandon Bolden is or gets zero points if Justin Jefferson goes out and beats his projection by 50 points? And same with Devontae Adams. And same with, you know what I mean? It eventually comes to a point where it, that third running back's fucking projection just does not matter. Like, that has to be understood. And I think the dogfuckers, the way they lose the season is injuries or if Sandy trades the team into the ground. I think this team right now, man, I don't know, that's fucking... It scares me, dude. Jamal Williams can... And here's another thing, man. We're not crediting enough that if something happens to DeAndre Swift, like, come on, man. I mean, we've talked about if something happens to Dalvin Cook. I don't think it's been mentioned enough if something happens to DeAndre Swift. Like, that is even as more, like, scary. And these, these receivers just fucking went to work, man. They just absolutely went to work. It, it, and here's another thing. Christian Kirk, 12 targets in week one. Six receptions, 117 yards. He's a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy right now. Are we really going to add that to what Sandy already has at wide receiver? I don't know, man. This isn't the jerk Sandy session, but I really think he deserves the jerking after the way he was treated on the pod last week and the way he was treated leading up after the draft. And I'm as guilty about it as anyone. I, I mean, obviously there are concerns. If an injury, if injuries start to pile up, then we, then he could be in trouble, right? But you, I mean, if the guy's team is out, I mean, obviously you can't think like that, right? Because the running backs that we draft in round one is that they have a lot more fucking likelihood of getting hurt than the wide receivers in round one. And so that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, obviously, that a running back's points are a little easier to replace than a wide receiver's points. You can find the next best running back up, and he's still going to get a lot of work. Whereas with wide receivers, 
multiple on them on the field they kind of just start throwing to the next best guy and if you're replacing a wide receiver on the team if you even have one isn't that guy or one of them then you're losing a lot of value like for example like i'm just throwing the example like do not hope it happens but something happens to jefferson sandy doesn't have another vikings target if something happens to cooper cup sandy doesn't have another vike like rams target like they're there's just no one there replacing that value. Um, obviously, it was very encouraging. <laughs> On top of it, <laughs> he's got fucking Sterling Shepard, who had a fucking unbelievable week one, too, with his fucking, fucking long touchdown. I mean, you look at all the stuff that's going on there, man. If Taysom Hill even fucking remotely has any of that, like Christ. Sony got seven targets. Sony was maybe about a, one decent run away from actually starting over Brandon Bolden for Sandy this week. And then Julio Jones is wide receiver two right now on the box going forward, which is crazy because Julio looked fucking really good. I don't know, man. I think the sky's the limit for Sandy's team. I'm scared as fuck of it. Um, that's just not because I lost to it. Like, I obviously, I only put up 300. It's the fact that he would have killed any team in the league this week. He would have... He would have beat... <laughs> He would have beat any team in the league by well over 100 points this week. Pretty sure the second highest scoring team has been with 430, and Sandy would have beat him by 120. That's what scares me. I don't know, man. Dog fuckers are fucking, piss cats are pissing. What's new? Fantasy football is back. We'll see you next week. Good luck this week. Even you, Nellery, you proved the fuckers wrong. That's two weeks in a row. I'm wishing you good luck, so don't fucking waste it. Because look, my good luck to you last week fucking helped, didn't it? Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought.